1: Is on the air. 12 hours, 12 different hosts. An entire day hosted by you, the sports fans of Northeast Florida. Your teams, your subjects. It's your show. And now, your dream day host, Devin Lott. Here on 97.3 The Game and AM 930, Jacksonville Sports Leader. Good morning, Jacksonville. I'm your host, Devin Lott. I'm here with my son, my favorite guy in the world, Elijah Lott. We're going to be talking to you for an hour, a whole 60 minutes about sports and things that's on our mind.
0: So, the first topic that we have for the first segment is NBA 2K ratings. Now, in our opinion, we feel as though players take it very seriously, but it's for a reason. Uh... Well, first off, I just like to. What do out. you mean,
1: players take it seriously, but but it's for a reason.
0: What do you mean by that? Uh, well, in my opinion, like as an athlete, when you you dream of going pro, of course, and one of the things that comes with that is being inside of your video game, whether it's Madden or FIFA or a 2K. And when you get when you get to that level, and now you're inside the video game, you're like, okay, now what's my rating? And if you're displeased with your rating, you're like, hey, I'm a better shooter than this guy. Why is he rated higher than me? I, I'm stronger than this guy. Why is he rated higher than me? It's important because it was so long anticipated and all this hard work. And yes, you didn't put in all this hard work as a youth to say, I'm going to be on 2K, of course. But it's just an added amenity that is important to me.
1: But why... Do you think that players should come in just automatically and be highly rated on the game? I don't understand that they haven't proven anything. They haven't shown anything. So why do you think they should just come in and be top players on the game?
0: uh like it it differs on person to person for me, like you obviously have the summer league, which is not it's not like top tier competition, but it's still to an extent n b a basketball. So you like can get a gauge on what players are probably gonna do what what they bring to the table, uh, and you still really get how they play. Now, not saying that like I should that a person can come into the NBA and play well in the summer league and now they're 99 overall. That's just not the case, but you could still get a good enough gauge from their college play, how that might translate to the NBA.
1: Their college play against other college players. When you haven't seen them go against other NBA players, how do you know exactly how good they're going to be, how good they're supposed to be? See, my thing is I feel like these whole ratings, it leads into uh, you see people – they have people that their job is to make sure that the ratings are right. These people get paid to do their job to make sure that these players are rated the where, they, where they're supposed to be. And so mm-hmm. then when you have these guys that go back and say, hey, my rating isn't right, my rating isn't right. My thing is prove it. Go and prove it. I think it leads into athletes just not focusing on what they're supposed to focus on. If you mm-hmm. look Everything is about social media. It's all about the the me now, look at what I can do. And so the whole thing with the Madden ratings, the 2K ratings, um, I think some players want unrealistic things. To be honest with you, you are who you are. You are what the ratings say you are. Mm. So Mm. I don't know what else you want us to do.
0: Mm. You have a point. You have a point, but I just like— with certain players you get sold you get sold short maybe because you're not Odell Beckham or you're not Tom Brady so you they they still look at you and try and give you the best that they the best educated guess that they can give on but the this thing is about Odell do.
1: and Tom Brady is that week in week out year in and year out they've proven that they are the best wide receiver. They've proven that they're one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So, yeah, they should be rated highly. Yes. And
0: shouldn't Keenan Allen be rated highly? Why? Why should Keenan Allen be rated highly? What did Keenan Allen do? He's a multiple time Pro Bowl receiver, over a thousand yards receiving. He show he shows weekend. He's a consistent, like of of the Chargers play I mean playoff run last year, it was mostly like the Chargers' defense was pretty good, but it was Keenan Allen, and Phillip Rivers doing what they got to do. Melvin okay. Did. So he was displeased with what. Like his overall was decent. I would give him one or two more, but they disrespected him on his speed. <laughs> like it, it was. It was. A, it was a lot going on, and I feel like he could have. They they could have gave him a little bit more. Like he he is much more valuable than what they gave him. And something that I, which this may just be me liking this person, I like Avery Jones, the defensive tackle for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They straight up disrespected this man. Okay, what is Avery Jones' rating? He is a 72 overall. That is a low, that is a C minus as a player, I don't know Avery Jones from anybody. If I saw Avery
1: Jones on the street, I wouldn't know him. But mm-hmm. I do know that Avery Jones is a sometime starter for the Jaguars. And mm-hmm. the Jaguars have one of the best defensive lines in the National Football League. And if he's a sometime
0: starter, he should be pretty good for one of the best defenses in the okay, league.
1: Okay, and they're, they're saying that he's a slightly above average player. What else would you want
0: Avery Jones to be? I'd want what, what, Avery at, le- at least a 76. like. I, I
1: think it, that comes to your own personal feelings about it, Avery. You got maybe, may, maybe you have it, a little I don't, man crush on Avery. I let's don't know. not. <laughs> right, I, I, don't, I don't know how that works. But honestly, and, and I think maybe that's the whole bridge. That's a whole... The, the gap in age thing um, to me as a 38 year old man I feel like it's all about what you do on the field I don't care how you look I don't care what you put on social media I don't care what you did or ate last night I care about what you do on Sundays in between those lines and so the whole thing with the ratings is I feel like hey that's what they care about and that's what they've put their work to to make sure that those things are accurate and I don't think the players should worry so much about those things as they should exactly what
0: they're doing on the field or the court? It's some I feel like that that's a very valid point. Uh it's the play is obviously still important because at the end of the day that's how you are reflected on when you retire, on whether you had a good career or not, even before retirement uh at contract time. What did you do on Sundays?
1: What how did you perform? Do you think the Jaguars are gonna take Avery Jones Madden rating into consideration when they're redoing this contract?
0: I don't think so. I don't think so. But his public perception, now that may be taken into account a little bit. This not not a lot, but I feel like like Dante with the Dante Fowler situation. Okay. His public perception was one of the I feel like one of the reasons why we let him go. Like he was obviously getting in trouble off the field. He wasn't the best defensive end. We still had Yannick Ngakwe, and he was better. I feel better than him, but his perception as a person obviously helps help make that decision. You want the best aesthetics and on on the field. You want him to play the way that you need him to play. But off the field, you want him to carry himself properly, and want a, a. like I said before, a big thing for off the field as a as an athlete who, like, you dream of going to the NFL. Now that I'm in the NFL, oh wait, I'm on Madden. I want my rating to kind of. And of course, it's all like always personal preference. It's not that many players who are okay with their rating. They May find something. My thing
1: is everybody can't be a ninety nine. Everybody, oh, everybody can't definitely. be a ninety nine, and you have to respect those people that 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 that's their job to come mm-hmm. up with those ratings, to analyze the things that they analyze to come up with those ratings. So I I just have to give those people some respect about it because mm-hmm. I feel like with the players. Uh, constantly badgering, wanting to be re-rated. I don't think that's fair. I think you have to respect the game, respect the process. You prove it on the field, you prove it on the court, and then the rest of that stuff is going
0: to follow. And more importantly, it updates weekly by by game. Okay. And also, uh, that was a, you said not everybody can be a 99 overall. How right. do you feel about players being 99 overalls? That is the best that you can get, like Period. That is the best that you can get. I'm not too keen on players being 99 overalls. And it's really weird because Patrick Mahomes is on the cover, but he's not a 99 overall athlete. I, I, I'm, not very, I'm not very keen on somebody being a 99. Like, y'all could probably cap out at 97, but 99 is just like, you're perfect? You're perfect? I'm not sold on that.
1: I got you. Um... If we have anybody out there that has anything that they want to add to this conversation about ratings, the Madden or 2K night 2K ratings, please feel free to let us know, give us a call, and uh we'll try to get you on the air, talk about it. Um the station's 40. number is 904 448 0930. You can reach us here. Um you're listening to the biggest show. We are oh, with yeah. Devin Lott and Elijah Lott. Um we're here on, on Dream Day. Day continues with your host, Devin Lott, here on 97.3 The Game and AM 930, Jacksonville's sports leader. Welcome back to the biggest show
0: in Jacksonville. You already know. Don't check the stats. Just take our word for it. Biggest (laughs) show in Jacksonville. Come on now. Right.
1: So look, this segment, we're going to talk a little bit.
0: Tax Day is coming. Oh, no.
1: About the NBA. Maybe I am the old get off my lawn guy, but this what's going on in the NBA right now is really starting to chafe my skin. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't like all this player movement. I am an old school Spurs fan. I grew up back in the day with David Robinson, Tim Duncan, Avery Johnson,
0: and players with no emotion.
1: No emotions, <laughs> call it what you like, but those were players that were loyal to their teams, loyal to their fan bases, and they did their jobs. They showed up every night, they came to the arena, and they played for the, for the team, for the name on the front of their jersey more mm. than the name on the back mm. of their jersey. It wasn't about my brand. It wasn't about my social media. It was about or what the team can do for me. When David Robinson and Tim Duncan and Avery Johnson strapped on and Vinny Del Negro strapped on those uniforms, it was about the Spurs and what they could do for the Spurs. And that's why they lived and and played out their whole careers in San Antonio Mm -hmm. because they wanted to do what was best, not only for them as players, but for the team that drafted them, the team that took a chance on them and, and brought them to the NBA. I feel like nowadays with these guys it it has nothing to do with the teams. It's just all about them. What can I get? What can the
0: NBA? What can this team do for me? That's that's valid. That's valid. There are some there are some guys who like of course LeBron, the Cavaliers drafted him and he leaves, he leaves after he was close to the finals. But his free agency came up, he obviously went to my favorite team, the Miami Heat and he realized this team really took a chance on me. I didn't go to college. They just saw me as this awesome prospect, picked me at number 1. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to try and give them a championship. Now that I've given you guys your first championship ever 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 <clears throat> unless you're unless you're talking building a dynasty, I owe you nothing. Like I've 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 given you your first championship. I, I agree
1: with you in that sense that he did not owe the Cat LeBron himself didn't owe the Cavaliers anything. He did what he had to do um for himself. He went to Miami, won the championships, then he came back home and won one for Cleveland. Considering his relationship um with the owner, I thought that was big of him just to go back. Mm-hmm. And, and and to even go back to to play for him again, so I understand yeah. that. And I guess it's not really the LeBrons that I'm talking about. It's more of the Kevin Durant's and the Kyrie Irvings yeah. of the world yeah. that uh, just kind of jumping ship, switching teams, chasing championships or chasing clout, whatever it is that they're, oh, chasing, uh, they're mm-hmm. chasing. They're definitely
0: chasing. They're thirsty for it, you know. And I, I yeah, because like you basically okay with. Kyrie Irving, if he doesn't win another ring, people are gonna remember him as one of the greatest ball handlers of all time, which will probably be number two at that to Allen Iverson. Uh, he'll remember people remember him as a really good second option for that Cavs team that won the finals, that that won the championship that year, and that's that's basically it. Now, if you go to Brooklyn where you can start your own, you can really, especially with Kevin Durant sitting out this year, you can really start your own situation here. Like you can really build from the ground up. Well, not from the ground up because they performed really well last year, but D'Angelo Russell's gone, who was a key part of that team. So now you can say, okay, I'm here and I can, they can build around me or I can develop these young players as I'm still somewhat young myself and get my legacy to another level. I don't want to be second fiddle to Allen Iverson as the greatest ball handler of all time because that's that's a perk. That's like, oh, he can he can dribble really fast. That's cool. Oh, he was the second scoring option to LeBron and LeBron didn't come out that game.
1: See, again, I think that has a lot to do with generational thinking. Because if you're great, you're great. Who cares about if you were the greatest ball handler, the greatest scorer? The greats are remembered, period. Tiny Archibald is remembered. Artist Gilmore is remembered. They were greats. Who cares what they were great at? We remember them as being great. Do we remember Ray Allen? Of course we remember Ray Allen. On a
0: scale that we should, do we remember Ray Allen? Maybe you don't because
1: you're 15, but I do. (laughs) And I I think a lot of people will remember Ray Allen as one of the greatest shooters of all times. Maybe some people will will see him as a ring chaser for leaving Boston and going to Miami. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, Ray Allen was one of the greatest shooters of all time. and. He'll be remembered as such. And I don't think that a player has to go from team to team to try to be the alpha dog in order Mm -hmm. for them to to have a legacy, a long-lasting legacy. Kevin Durant will be one of the all-time greatest players regardless of what uniform he puts on. And and so to me, and, and it's not me, it's not my money, and it's not my time, but if... Kevin Durant would have stayed in Golden State. What would that have done for his legacy if he would have stayed in Golden State and continued to win with Steph Curry, continue to win with Draymond and Clay when he get back. Like I feel like to me that would have been a bigger legacy than whatever it is that he's going to go and do in New Jersey. Like what what are the chances that him and Kyrie are gonna actually win anything in New Jersey? Or well, Whoa. well, for in Brooklyn, I'm sorry,
0: the Nets. That's a that's again that's a valid argument. But with that being said, you think of the Reggie Millers, who is a top tier shooter. We was remembered as one of the best shooters of all time. Period. But he doesn't have a ring. So it's like you can be remembered as a top tier shooter, or you could be. He was a really, really, really good shooter. Please and put he has some a respect
1: ring. on Reggie Miller's name. Reggie Miller was not just a great shooter. Reggie is one of the greatest basketball players of all time. And, w- and a and ring would really help that argument. It, okay. It would help the argument of what, him being a good team player? He was one of the greatest basketball players of all time. He just doesn't have a ring. So d- does that discount him as a player? Is he less of a player because he doesn't
0: have a ring? Yes and no. It's like, because at this point, if you have a, which it's out of, because JaVel McGee has rings.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: JaVel McGee has rings, but we know that he didn't contribute that much. But he has rings. To your point, he has
1: rings. Yes. So 10 years from now, 15 years from now, how much are you going to
0: remember about
1: JaVel McGee?
0: That he was on Shaq and the Fool.
1: Exactly. Exactly, and you're gonna remember that he has some rings and that he was on Shaq a fool. You're mm-hmm. not gonna remember anything about his 4.7 minutes a game, <laughs> about his five fouls. You're not gonna remember that. You're gonna remember that he won a ring and that he was on Shaq and we a fool. We love you, JaVale.
0: It's just not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, with with this free agency thing though, okay. Uh, I would like to talk about the biggest winners and losers of free agency. There are a lot of winners here, but it's not that many losers because we don't want to be negative like that. I say um, the losers are the fans. We're the losers yeah. to have to go out and buy all this new merchandise. <laughs> uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade said his his jersey collection after swapping all these jerseys really looks like a bootleg collection at this point because they're all throwbacks at this point. It's, I believe
1: it. I I think, you know, us as the fans – we lose in this situation, especially the, the diehard fans. Like, how do you grow up with a team and, and you root for this team, but the players change every year? That makes it mm-hmm. hard on a fan to really fall in love with your team and, and dissect and, this
0: team and be like, This is my team, and I and this guy does this, this guy does this, and only if I see you for a year and it's just a revolving door of players, and yeah, right. So, which
1: I think. I think this has almost ruined fandom to an extent. Whereas Mm -hmm. people don't root for teams as much. They root for players. Players. And I'm an Odell Beckham Jr. uh, uh, fan. Not necessarily a Giants fan or now a Cleveland Browns fan, you know, I think a lot of people are going to be Patrick Mahomes fan because of how cool he is and the cool things that he does. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But, but how many people are really going to pay attention? How many, how many kids are going to gravitate and say, I want to be a Chiefs fan, you know, because (laughs) what's going to happen in, in three years when it's time for Mahomes to come up for a contract and he and he says, hey, I, I want to build my brand in a bigger market. I want to go to New York. Mm. I want to go to mm-hmm. L.A. Then what happens in Kansas City? What happens
0: to that little kid? They get kid? abandoned. They get abandoned. Like, all, not really because Baltimore has passionate fans, but when Ray Lewis retired, it was like, okay, you got Terrell Suggs and Joe Flacco, who's like, Always, you're elite, you're not. You're elite, you're not, and Terrell sucks getting old. So it it's not – it's new. It's on a bigger scale now, but teams have been getting loved on and abandoned because of players for a while. It's just like now people are doing it on a bigger scale because, like, they're blatantly coming out and being like, okay, this is the move that I want to make, and it's obvious. They're not saying it, but it's obvious that this is a legacy move and not – I'm gonna help this team. I'm gonna build this team, which what Russell Westbrook tried to do, but he, his front office could not help him do that.
1: You say it's a legacy move. I say it's a it's a rating move. It's just all mm-hmm. about building building their brand. Um maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe some people really do care about winning and care about their team. Um I don't know. It, it it's just hard
0: to see that in in today's sports. Oh. Speaking of teams, we got the w- the winners of the NBA free agency, Lakers, Lakers, without a doubt, LA Clippers, without a doubt. Okay. Uh, the Golden State Warriors is sn- a sneaky winner, which we can elaborate on that a little bit
1: later. Okay, and I do agree with you that all those guys were definitely winners in um, this big free agency frenzy. Um, we're going to go into break and oh. after break, we have a very special guest that we're gonna come in with. Um Todd Lott. He was drafted in the ninth round by the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, so we're gonna go into break and we're gonna come back and we're gonna have a few, few good minutes with Todd and maybe we'll ask him some of these questions about about fandom and, and, and ratings and stuff I'm like player that. Player
0: loyalty, but uh of course if you want to call in, the call line is four four eight zero nine three zero. If you want to weigh in, give us your opinion, of course. You are listening
1: to the biggest show on 930 The Game. I am your host, Devin Lott, with my son, Elijah Lott. That's me. And this is seven three, The Game, 930 Jacksonville Sports Leader. Dream Day continues with your host, Devin Lott. Here on 97.3 The Game and AM 930, Jacksonville's sports leader. Welcome back to Dream Day. Again, I'm your host, Devin. I'm here with Elijah
0: Lott. And we are the biggest show in Jacksonville. Do not check the stats. Take our word for it. Please.
1: (laughs) As I said before we went into the break, when we come back, I had a very special guest that I want to get on for the local sports fan of Jacksonville. Um, this guy is a local product, um, went to First Coast, uh, also Trinity Christian, played college baseball at the University of Louisiana Lafayette, and was recently a ninth-round draft pick by the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, he is my cousin, Todd Lott. Todd, up, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing you pretty fine. good. Thanks for joining us today, Todd. No problem. First, I just wanted to uh, say congratulations for being drafted by the Cardinals. Um, I know you live in a dream right now, uh, actually being able to be drafted uh,
0: and, and start your journey to uh, Major League Baseball. Appreciate it. Uh, one of, well, the first question I want to ask is, what is what is a, a day in the life of Todd Lott as a recently drafted MLB player? What's, like, your typical typical day?
2: Um, I mean, now we just, you know, we, we don't really do a lot. We just wake up, uh, you know, get some food in your body, you go work out, and then you, uh, you go to the field, get ready for the game, and then you, uh play a game around 6 or 7 every day. So it's just the same routine about every day.
0: What are you most excited about?
2: Uh, probably just to prove prove so many people in the in the world that a kid from Jacksonville can play baseball, and that is not just like a football or a basketball city or a football or basketball state that the baseball has it runs the uh, the state too. I
1: I think that's a, a real good valid point you made. Um, when you were coming through high school. Uh, there, there. I mean, there have been a lot of good baseball players that come out of Jacksonville. Um, is there anybody in particular that you played with or against in high school that uh, you that particularly remember, or or that you see now during your uh, baseball journey?
2: Uh, for sure. You can say like JC from uh, he went to Florida State, then got drafted there in the fourth to the uh, to the Pirates. Mm-hmm. He living the same life that I'm living right now. We're just trying to make it up. And, right, uh, play with each other, and travel ball, play with each other at Trinity. So we are just on the same path
0: right now. Okay, very what cool. Are, uh, another question: What are some of your goals for this season?
2: For like this season, or for like the whole thing?
0: For this season,
1: right now what, you're in you're in Tennessee, correct?
2: Yeah, I'm in Tennessee right now.
1: And what what team is that? Tell us tell us exactly uh, what level it is right now. What what you're doing in Tennessee?
2: It's like rookie advanced, like short season. But okay. uh it's in Johnson City, Tennessee. Johnson City Cardinals. Okay. But uh really my goals for this season is just to keep staying consistent, to keep uh keep playing good and hopefully I get the call.
1: Yes, sir, hopefully. Uh it's Johnson City. Johnson City, Tennessee. That has to be a, a huge culture shock coming from Jacksonville. How is that?
2: Uh it's not that bad because you know, uh traveling all around the country with my college you see a lot of different things so mm-hmm. and you know I, i'm just, you know, <clears throat> going to lafayette louisiana it was like for three years that was I was crazy so i feel like <laughs> I, I was able to adjust easy
1: okay so going to school in a small town in louisiana you think that kind of helped you get adjusted for johnson yeah, city
2: because yeah, you, you see so many different cultures you see how many How many different people it really is out there? And you see like everybody don't do the same stuff that you do, so you gotta get used to different stuff.
0: Uh I have a I have a question. Uh how important like when the show comes out, when the Basically he's trying to help
1: you in he wants you to help us in the debate. At the beginning of the show, we were talking about ratings and video games. Um, you being a young guy. Uh, and eventually you'll be a major league player when you do become a major league player and you go out and, and you get the show and you see Todd lot on the show. What do you expect? What, what is it that you want to see uh, them get right when when you get on the, on the game?
2: man uh i (laughs) don't care i just want to look the same i don't want to look like somebody that you know somebody that's not me okay also just want the
0: graphics on the blessing
2: to
1: to be on there right there you go and see that that has been my argument that once you make it you've made it Mm. and the the small things about ratings uh that kind of stuff it takes care of itself when you go out on the yeah. field and you prove it. Those things pretty much take care of themselves. Would you agree with that?
2: Uh, yeah, I do because nobody can really take away that that you're on there. So they can't be like, oh, you're this type of player, you're that, that type of player. You're like, well, I'm on there. So you really, your argument really isn't there.
1: There you go. There you go. Yeah. Because out of the millions, out of almost 7 billion people, people in the world, how, how many, many people game? are on that video game?
0: Not yeah. more than three you see yeah, what i'm saying yeah, a, a thousand yeah. a
1: couple thousand. so i am in a complete agreement with you on on that one um uh just uh got to get into some uh sad stuff uh right after you were drafted i see that there was some news coming out of lafayette where your head coach passed away um were you close to your coach uh how did how did yeah, that uh, whole thing affect you
2: yeah, I was close with him because other than you know uh, my dad and my mom in Lafayette, he was the one that uh, that really kept my head on straight. He always checked up on me, and when stuff wasn't going good, like playing wise, he always made sure I was good. So he was always like that reassuring factor that the whole team needed. So uh, when the news came out, uh, I was still in shock. So it really didn't hit me until uh, until like a couple of days after when it all blew up on Twitter and stuff like that.
0: But it's cool to see a coach that actually cares about the players and not just like yeah. the product of this team's going to be good this year so I'm going to keep all my players happy. Like right. the yeah, way that you described him, like he genuinely time. cared yeah. about your well-being and how you were as a person.
2: Right, yeah. He was, just like, he was the type of coach that he wanted to grow you as a man instead of grow you as a baseball player, like he really didn't care about the baseball side of it. And I mean everybody cared about the baseball side, but he wasn't worried about it. He just wanted to see uh, good men in the world.
0: That's awesome.
1: That's that's great. And I I know he and and definitely your father, he he contributed to what your parents already put in you. And and we really thank you for joining us and we wish you all the luck um in this coming season and any upcoming seasons we uh hopefully we'll see you soon on the show mm-hmm. and <laughs> in a
0: cardinals uniform and uh, if possible to a raise game if you got the tickets or maybe uh a raise game or marlins game braves game if you could hook us up <laughs> no
1: <laughs> but but again thanks again ty we really appreciate your time um and, and good luck on the season.
2: Appreciate
1: it. All right, have a good one. All right, guys. Um that was Todd Lot again. Uh, ninth round draft pick for the St. Louis Cardinals. I really thank you. appreciate him for taking time out of his day to join us here on the, the biggest, biggest show. B I G G E S T. There All you go. Uh before we went into break, we were talking a little bit about uh, NBA free agency. And um I just wanted to touch a little bit more before we go into break about you were talking about winners and losers of it.
0: Mm. Uh so of course the Lickers and the Clippers are the big the big names and the, and of course the Nets because you got major key players. But uh with the Warriors, they could have they could have let KD walk and go to the Nets, but instead they were able to walk away with a valuable asset in D'Angelo Russell. And when DeMarcus Cousins is gone, you got Willie Cauley-Stein. That's a big W for me. That, that's a really big W for me. Because with Clay gone, you want somebody who could still score the ball, but if he's in a tight spot, of course pass it out to, Cle- pass it out to Steph. So that's a really big W for me. The Philadelphia Seventy Sixers getting uh, getting be back Tobias Harris. They signed Ben Simmons to a max, just like which is crazy. Which is <laughs> I mean, I
1: guess that's a whole different. You got to keep them happy. So you got to keep them happy. Y- yeah, but you also have to balance your books. But they know a lot more about that than I yeah. do.
0: And uh, Josh Richardson, sad to see him go from my Heat, but it, it was it was a great decision for them. One of the biggest quiet winners. The Utah Jazz, okay. Mike Conley, who is super underrated, super underrated, can I, I score the ball, play, have play defense. I agree with you on that. I think yeah. the Jazz
1: won big. They didn't do a whole bunch of free agency, but if you look, they had one of the better teams in the Western Conference last year. And so to go on and add a guy, a veteran leader like Mike Conley, who's been through some serious battles at, at the grindhouse with the Grizzlies, I think you only improve – uh, what yeah, was already definitely. a pretty good and lineup help
0: develop the younger players that you have there. It's you could, it could only go up. Uh, I had I had to the Miami Heat. Okay. Oh, I said, I, okay. I, said, Jimmy Butler. Tell me, please tell me how the <laughs> Heat are a winner in free agency. Jimmy Butler was w- was a top ten. What well, really? Top. He was a top ten free agent coming into this free agency. Okay. And to land him and not give up any valuable assets such as Justice Winslow, such as our draft pick and Tyler Harrow, who I am a fanatic of, but I can get All to right. that later.
1: I think we found the t- the third Tyler Harrow fan in the world. Next yes. to his Mom and Dad. Yes. There you go. We got the third yes. one. All right.
0: We didn't give up Bam Adebayo. We didn't give up Justice Winslow. We didn't give up Tyler Harrow. Uh, Tyler Harrow, for me, Watching him play in summer league, he is a natural scorer. He can score the ball. If he feels like the shot isn't right, he'll dish it off. He'll create a play. He does what he has to do. The New Orleans Pelicans is another large winner for the obvious reasons with Zion Williamson. But also, which has been overshadowed because they got Zion, but Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, and Josh Hart and a good amount of draft picks, which Anthony Davis is a hard blow to take. Okay, but please, please understand that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a very hard blow to take.
1: Absolute best player. Okay, go ahead, carry
0: on. But Zion, Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, and Josh Hart, and picks to build for the future. What has Zion ever did in the NBA? It brings eyeballs. Okay, it definitely
1: brings eyeballs. Okay, and that, and how
0: is this helping the Pelicans? I'm just trying to figure out how the
1: Pelicans. The more eyeballs you
0: win. get. The more people you get into the stands, that brings in the money. And that can, like, the bigger that you build your brand, that adds into the money that you have to get better players. It's, it's all connected. The NBA is about wins and losses. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And when you get more eyeballs on your team. Is Brandon you, Ingram,
1: is Hart, is Lonzo Ball going to help them get W's? That's, that's really all yeah. I care about not significantly more
0: w's so they're not a they're, winner. Mhm. Mm, that's that's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. Moving mean, moving on to <laughs> moving on to the losers. Uh obviously just get them out the way. They it really went the other way for these guys. It really give, went the other way for biggest the biggest
1: loser Knicks. NBA free agency quickly.
0: The New York Knicks so high of the expectations that yeah. that Man. Man. Yeah,
1: just just facing hands. (laughs) Just just facing hands, head down. About the Knicks. Just head down, facing hands. Um, But I I do believe that eventually they'll get it together in New York. Mm -hmm. May not be in my lifetime or yours, but uh, they will. But. uh,
0: and they didn't they they didn't even try and offer KDMX contract. You yeah, can't they, they
1: probably knew he didn't want to play for the train wreck that is the New York Knicks. But then you I'm say that Devin you're, free, Lott, you're free. And I'm here with Elijah Lott <sighs> and you so much. are listening so much. to Dream Day right here Sorry, Nick, on 973 the game and AM nine thirty, Jacksonville's sports leader. Dream Day continues with your host, Devin Lott, here on 97.3 The Game and AM 930, Jacksonville's
0: sports leader. We're back. We're back. You already know who it is. The biggest sports radio show in Jacksonville. You know, it's Elijah. You know, it's Devin. Elijah Lott, Devin Lott, giving you the hottest takes on sports in Jacksonville on 97.3 The Game. Yes,
1: we are. Um, last segment, guys. Before we get out of here, I want to talk a little bit about our hometown Jaguars. A um, mm-hmm. lot of noise been going on recently with the signing of Nick Foles. Um, what are your
0: expectations this year for the Jaguars, Ledger? I I want playoffs, but I don't see it.
1: Honestly, what, I, what do you expect? Not what you want. What do you expect from your
0: Jaguars? I expect seven or eight wins okay. tops. Like, that's being generous. Why Why? Why do you think
1: seven <laughs> wins is being so generous for your Jaguars? Because
0: we will off the season that we had two years ago. Mm-hmm. If Blake Bortles throws that ball maybe four feet further, we're in the Super Bowl. And then to go from that to not making the playoffs, having the number seven pick again, like it was so it was so shattering. It was so shattering. And now to come into this season, you could obviously look at it as an optimist. We have a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but it's also an entire new system for him to learn and get acclimated to, and it's it's not as easy as just come here, study this, you got it now. Like, it may I feel it may take a couple of games for him to really get comfortable with this system and for us to succeed with it. And really I don't see us being the best Jaguars with this team until maybe next year or the year after that. And even then we still have because we, we, Jalen Ramsey said he wants money. He wants. He wants Jalen money. is gonna
1: want the money. We do, we mm. all know that. Oh yeah. And but they he deserves be, it though. They will be fools not to give it to him. But I do think that uh, <laughs> your seven wins is probably a little, little less than uh, probably yeah. The Jaguars will definitely win more than seven games this year. You heard hmm. it from the big guy. The Jaguars will win <laughs> at least eight games this year. I'm gonna oh, it's going to say they're going the other way for nine them. <laughs> they're going to win nine. They'll win nine games. Whoa. Yeah. And and probably win a division. When you look at um what's going on in the division, Houston is still growing. Tennessee is whatever Tennessee is. Who's um, had our number for the last couple of years. They have had our number, but – at the same time, they aren't that strong of a team. They have their own quarterback issues. So yeah. I feel like if we can all, if defensively we can stay strong, mm-hmm. then Nick Foles will be the type of quarterback that won't lose games for us. Whereas we can't mm-hmm. really say that was the the case with Blake. Nick will be the guy that does not lose game for us. And so he will
0: contribute his part and then Right. Uh, so maybe uh, maybe
1: that's me. Uh, thinking with the glass half full type, uh, but I really do feel like hey, if the defense can do, if the defense does what the defense is capable of doing, then Nick Foles and our uh, ragtag bunch of receivers can put together some, put some stuff. Some
0: respect on Dante, Dante Moncrief's name okay. and Diddy Westbrook, and you already know Cole World, Keelan Cole. We we okay All okay. Right. Whole world, Keelan Cole, we we're gonna need
1: some consistency from him this year. We are, we but are, we are. I I, tune, I like it though. I love Keelan
0: and I think that he can he can be a great contributor this year. Speaking of great contributions, Leonard Fournette was drafted with the number seven pick. Right. And for me, which it's funny, he was drafted with a number seven pick, and now three, four years, three, how he many years later? Third year. It's his third year, uh-huh. and we're talking about putting him in trade packages. Like it's it's pretty scary. Well, I mean, he hasn't
1: lived up to that potential. I mean, he did have that really good first year, and he, of course, he had some injuries. Um, mm-hmm. So Which I, we knew going I think into the, the jury is still out. The jury is definitely still out on Leonard. I don't think the the fans, the city, the team should give up on Leonard just yet. When you think about all the things that. The reasons they drafted him, those mm-hmm. reasons haven't gone away. He's still a big bruising back, and I feel like he can contribute to the team. he can he can be that guy, that game changer that helps uh move the Jaguars into the direction that they were going two years ago.
0: We also drafted him for maturity at such a young age, yet he's fighting at the Buffalo Bills game ran across. okay. He ran across. he did.
1: he did but at the same time he's he's young he's young mm-hmm. and and we're mm-hmm. going to live with those kind of mistakes and hopefully he's going to learn from those mistakes um first it's almost time for us to go guys I just want to say thank you for listening to us for a whole hour, if you did listen to us, or whatever amount of time you listened to us. Just thanks. Just thanks. We really appreciate
0: appreciate it. it. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here rocking with us.
1: And we we really appreciate that. Hey, so I want to give a good shout-out to my family. Thank you guys for supporting us. Um, Shout-out to Bobcat. Thank you, Bobcat. And and Brian Harris. Listen out for Brian's new song, Hush. It's coming soon to you. Hot fire. Hot fire. Support that, Jacksonville. Thanks again. This has been the the biggest biggest show. Come on. With Devin Lott and
0: Elijah Lott. We're signing out.
1: Thank you, Jacksonville. We really appreciate it.